this weekend uh, was bring your kid to the library day, mm. and uh, <laughs> so we got we got my son a library card. Nice, which was you know pretty cool, but also kind of funny because he can't say any words reliably. Um, but like as part of the process was he had to sign the paper. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I, uh, you know, I held him on the counter. And then I kind of grabbed his hand and, you know, scrawled something. I don't know. It was, uh, whatever. It'll hold up in court, I guess. Will it? I don't or know. is that like I don't coercion know. or something? I don't know. I don't know. You know? It looks like we're going to be coming out to the Supreme Court here in a couple of years. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, check out all the banned books and try to, uh, yeah, run it up the flagpole. See what happens. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, congrats on uh, Waywin's first library card. That's very exciting. Yeah, he's got it's uh it's got a little bear on it. It says my first library card. And it can only check out kids' books. I found out. What? Yeah. What if he so. wants to like check out a book on like child psychology or something? Um, well mm, good question. Does that count as a Not- kid's book? I don't think so. Hmm. I think he's got to—he's got to run that by me, or mom. Check it out. For what him. if? What if it's a, a a sci-fi adventure story? So like an adult book, but the main characters mm-hmm. are baby goats, aka kids. <laughs> kids. It's technically oh, a kids ooh. book. I feel like I'm gonna. I'm gonna go argue with the local librarian about this. Okay. Well, first of all, first of all, I have to write the book first. Okay. And then you okay. can check it out. I You're do welcome. like this premise. You're welcome already, for that I'm, idea. <laughs> you know, if one of our listeners wants to beat me to it, that's fine. It takes me like ten years to write a book, so if you want to knock that out, but um, sounds like a great premise. Kids' books, written by adults for adults Sci-fi. about kids. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But not the kind of kids you think. Yeah, Colson, this if, writes if, itself. If they have, if there's a sex scene, is it child porn? It's kid. It's kid porn. Not child. Kid. It's, it's kitty porn. <laughs> okay, uh, we're off the rails. We haven't even started. In the in the eyes yeah, of this done. Supreme Court, yes, I would venture to say. Yeah, so uh, just prepare to. Uh, it, it'll be great. It'll be perfect. Y'all motherfuckers don't watch us play throughout the year, to tell you the truth. I'm gonna be real with you, and I don't care if I get fined. That train is off the track. I feel like you, you can't just like jump through Neptune and be okay. Just prepare to. What the show needs is more dogs and bears and chickens and stuff. Yeah, so uh, just prepare to uh, be a watch and beautiful goodness. Alright. Let's go make some gold. I think it, we already have, my friend. Okay. That was the first show. I'm telling you, Kitty Porn's making the clip show right now. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs>
<laughs> you know what? I think I'm going to edit this week. <laughs> Strike that from the record. Your yes. Honor. <laughs> Welcome, Pacers fans. You were listening to the Undebeatables, your semi-weekly Pacers podcast. Today is February 5th, 2023, and this is episode 631. Coming to you from Indianapolis, Indiana, I'm your host, Joey Gafrida, the man behind the dials. This show, we're going to discuss a one and two week with Pacer, uh, Pacer games with uh, going up against L.A., Sacramento, and Cleveland. Joining me this show are two of our three analysts, coast to coast, like buttered toast. First, from the high school home of Jamison Brewer, Silver Spring, Maryland, it's the doctor, Jason Triplett. What is up, Pacers fans? What is up, Undebeatables? Shout out to the wonders of technology <laughs> and the ways that they Shout out. <laughs> make our lives so easy. All the time. Never, nothing ever goes wrong. Never. From Asheville, North Carolina, he's our in-house bartender mixing up the drinks and the crappy jingles, John Colson. What is up, Pacer Nation? What is up, Undebeatables? Missed you guys last week. Um, quick shout out to Miles Turner, who is now third all time in blocks uh, for the Pacers. Only 16 behind Rick Smith's, and like, I don't know, 160 or 80 behind Jermaine uh, O'Neal, Mass Hard. Uh, but uh, something he's going to pass uh, next season uh, if he stays healthy. So. Um, shout out. He's not, he's not that old. He's like 26 and he's breaking the blocks records left and right over here. Shout out. Shout out. Have you done the math and figured out, uh, his, uh, how much we pay him per block? Have you done mm. that math yet? No. Um, we'll have to wait for that for the second show. Cause okay. it takes me about an hour to do that kind of math. Sure. My shout-out this week goes to the Indiana Hoosiers. The men's basketball team took down the number one-ranked Purdue Boilermakers behind Trace Jackson Davis's 25 points. So, uh, shout-out. Joe, I think we do a pretty good job of being, you know, not taking sides in this show, you know? We're just, uh, I'm, I'm just, I, I, I'm not sure you should be shouting out the Hoosiers over the Boilermakers. I mean... If the Boilermakers would win, uh, I would shout that. No, you wouldn't. Well, I mean, if you... <laughs> but let's... I mean, we take a close look at our Patreons and where they went to school. And those Patreons that continue contributing, that's who gets shouted out. You know? Colson, follow the money, man. Follow, follow the, the money. money. Fair enough. And my wife went to IU as well, so, you know. Is she? Is she on... Are you putting her on the hook for five bucks a month? <laughs> no. Okay, good. I was no, gonna make a... you stop that so you could pay for diapers. No, she's she's at a dollar. Okay. Yeah. If only diapers were five bucks a month. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Speaking of, before we get any further into the show, I'd like to remind you that you can support us, the longest running Pacers podcast, by heading over to patreon.com slash undebeatables. And you can support us for as little as a dollar per month, like my wife, or more, uh, like uh, the super fans out there that are uh, 
uh, funding. I mean, they're funding our, our content. You know, if you go to the schools, we'll we'll uh, we'll report kindly on the the good things that they do. Oh yeah, I, we would talk a lot better about Xavier if if uh, you know some Xavier grads were giving us twenty bucks a month. We would speak pretty well of them, but I would do I would do prison. I would do a Xavier segment every week if uh, somebody <laughs> gave us twenty bucks a month. <laughs> there you go. All right, guys, there was uh, three games of Pacers basketball this week. First one against the L.A. Lakers, Thursday, February 2nd at Gamebridge Fieldhouse. Pacers lose by one, 112 to 111. Top performers on the Pacers side, Tyrese Halliburton, who returns from the Yay. land of the injured. Looking pretty good, 26 points, 12 assists. Aaron's Neesmith, 24 points. And Miles Turner, 20 points and 13 boards. We could talk about rebounding later this show. There was some, some good commentary uh, on Slack this week about just about pace of rebounding and uh, their lack thereof on the Lakers side. AD drops uh, 31 or 14 on us. LeBron James, 26 points. And Westbrook and Thomas Bryant both uh, getting double digits off the bench. Next game, Friday, February 3rd, also at Gamebridge, Fieldhouse Pacers take down the Sacramento Kings, 107-104. This is a big game for uh, several Pacers who uh, were on the on the Kings not too long ago. And, of course, uh, Devonis Sabonis playing against his former team. And the Pacers got the better of them this time. Uh, Buddy Heald, top scorer against his old team, 21 points. 10 rebounds for him with a double-double. 17 points for Neesmith. 14 and 13 for Miles Turner and Halliburton. Uh, 10 and 9. Not quite as impressive this game, but uh, and Benedict Mathurin, 14 points off the bench. And Demonis Sabonis, kind of disappointing. Didn't get a triple-double. <laughs> Only uh, four assists away. But you know, a, a typical strong showing from him. Harrison Barnes, 23 points. Um, but yeah, I thought this was a good, good, solid win by the team, and they held it down uh, late and uh, and finished well. Last game. This was earlier today, Sunday, uh, Sunday, February fifth, at Gamebridge again, third game in a row uh, at home, and they get waxed by the Cleveland Cavaliers, one twenty two, one hundred three. Not a good game for, for, for the Pacers. There's just the big gap. Never really got better. And Cleveland just kind of cruised. 27 points from Miles Turner. 10 rebounds. Uh, 15 and 11 for, for Halliburton. Uh, 16 points from Buddy Heald. But nobody in, nobody on the bench with, with double figures. It was uh, just not enough there. From the Cleveland side, it was really a pretty well-rounded effort. Uh 24 points from Darius Garland. He had a, he had a great game. Jared Allen was uh, looking good, 18 and 13, and a pretty pretty fun dunk, which was uh, you know, late in the game. But yeah, good good look good looking all around for the Cavs, and they take down the Pacers. So it leaves them at one and two for the week. Colson, you know what did you take away? We get we get. I mean, the big news you know for the Pacers is you know last the previous week you know we 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 get Miles Turner signed. Now. We get 
Uh, Tyrese Halliburton back from injury. He missed 10 or 11 games, I think. Uh, and the Pacers were, I think, won one of those. Yeah, we were 1-9 and nine without him. Yeah. Um, and he's back, and uh, we go 1-3. and three, So our percentages are, or 1-2, and two, so our percentages are, are better. Um, significantly significantly better. better. I also felt like he was a bit rusty uh, with his shot uh, this week. There were a lot of times where he was uh, a pull-up three or a floater that went in before his injury that didn't go in. Um, and in crucial moments where, you know, he, he has that sense of the moment where he needs to stop a run or he needs to, you know, pile on to get the momentum or whatever. And he has a great sense of when to assist and when to shoot. And um, he was taking those shots and he was missing them. And I also felt like there were a couple times uh, this week where he was forcing it, really trying to get his rhythm and it didn't quite work. Not that he uh, shot terribly all week, but I just felt like sort of, the things that were going in all season for him didn't really um, this week. That's fine. He's been off for a long time, but it's great to have him back. Um, just, uh, just a he's a delightful passer, and it brings so much joy to this team. He brings so much joy, and I thought the guys shared the ball really well. And, and a, a lot of the offensive stagnation that we've seen since he's been gone uh, disappeared in stretches, at least um, because he's back. Yeah, no, absolutely. I didn't. I didn't see many of the games this week, but just looking at the highlights, you could tell that the joie de basketball was back. Like he just plays with a pep in his step, and everybody around him feels that and uh, or senses that, picks up on it, could, picks up their energy and intensity, and obviously the ball moves around a lot more, and so people are happier. If you run, he will find you. It's just, For sure. it's just the case. It's just beautiful. Yeah, I want to give a shout out to, um, you know, you you listed some some good performers in the Lakers game, Joey, but you failed to mention um, Curtis Blair, uh, Matt Bolin, and Natalie Sago, who really, I mean, took the game ball home for their performance as referees uh, in the fourth quarter there. (laughs) Um, Apparently the Lakers outshot the Pacers 16-0. to from the free throw line in the fourth quarter, which is where the game turned. The Pacers were in pretty much complete control of this game until midway through the fourth quarter. And then it yeah, basically like four minutes left. Yeah. Yep. And uh, in no small part due to uh, the uh, refereeing, which will lead to a lot of sleepless nights, according to, to our friend Tyrese Albert, which is a nice <laughs> tongue in cheek uh, tweet in response to the, referee's uh, admission that they missed one on LeBron a few games prior uh, against the Boston Celtics. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't like to complain about referees. And well, no, whatnot, I, I, I don't either. It's... But, I mean, you know, you've, you've often said, and I, and I totally agree with you, is that once you learn to read a box score, you know, uh, you can sort of understand how the game is, you know, uh, has played out. And if you look at this box score um, – Things are even at every level. In fact, you know, the Pacers shot better from the floor. They shot better from three-point. They shot better free throw percentage. Um, Down a few rebounds. Equal in assists, blocks, steals, turnovers. 
lost in the points of the paint. So you could say that that means the Lakers are more aggressive, but the Lakers shot 31 free throws and the Pacers shot six all game. And it's a one point win by the Lakers. Yes, that is the difference in this game. <laughs> so Joey, what happened in this Cleveland game? I didn't uh, get a chance to catch, catch that one, but it sounded like you took that one in. Yeah, I, I, it was just there was just a gap. Like Cleveland, Cleveland really asserted early in the game, and then the the Pacers never, they just never did much. Like the shooting, you know, the shooting was, you know, fine. It was never, uh, it was never excellent. You know, they shoot twenty five percent from three. They're eight of thirty two. You know, there's, uh, you, you know, when when you get that that gap, you got to start cranking those threes, and you know, when you're shooting like that. You're just not going to catch up. Um, you know, they shoot 43% from the floor. You know, it's just it's going to make things difficult, too. Uh, you know, one thing I think we've not mentioned is um, Daniel Tice is back. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, so he's he's returned to the floor. And he's, he, he's he take, had a sweet dunk. He's also taking uh, Jalen Smith's uh, minutes completely yeah. and uh, most of Isaiah Jackson's. He's, like, now our new backup center, apparently. Yeah. So. And he's, like... A useful, very useful player to have for out sure. there, you know. Yeah. So he seems he's a he's a veteran. Um, I, I, you know, it, it, for me, this game, uh, this this Cleveland game, um, yeah, you're right. Cleveland uh, created separation in the the second quarter, and um, I was listening. I got to listen to uh, Mark and Eddie Gill uh, for the second half of this one, and uh, their two comments were, "You can't trade baskets when you're down 16." And that's what we mm-hmm. were doing. We weren't playing defense. Our scoring got better. We, we went through a drought in the second quarter. Uh, our scoring improved in the second half, but we weren't stopping anybody, uh, particularly Okoro, uh, who um, we just basically, our game plan maybe was to not guard him. Um, he doesn't score a lot of points per game. <laughs> and he, he just, I mean, he was just hitting corner threes and doing what he wanted. And so, um, you know, you got to play defense in this league, you know, especially if you're going to, you're going to go through a cold spell in offense and then just pray that the other team goes through the cold spell. No, you've got to create that cold spell. Yeah. I, I'm just envisioning Rick Carlisle, uh, in the locker room before the game, like dried up and says, okay, they got Garland and, uh, uh, they got this Mitchell guy. We got to keep an eye on both of those, those guys, Jared Allen. Yeah. Yeah, Box him out. Evan Mobley, he's a really good young young player. Keep an eye on him. Okoro, forget about him. Just if he's on the floor, don't pay attention. Just don't guard him. Let's everybody pay attention to these four guys, and then yep. just okay. That's essentially apparently it was our was our plan. <laughs> I think that's exactly how it was. If Okoro gets the ball, just run away from him. Uh, it's not. <laughs> it's not worth your effort. He's your terrible. He's not the future at three for them, so just go ahead and abandon abandon him. I it does feel like um, this is going to be a really fun matchup moving forward. They've got a great young backcourt. We do as well. Um, they've got a uh, you know they've just got a, a ton of young talent, um, but they're like a year or two ahead of us. So maybe this won't be a a great matchup for another couple of years, but. I could feel like this could be a, a fun Eastern rivalry for uh, in the future here. Yeah, absolutely. So the Pacers with that one and two week are sort of keeping pace with the uh, folks around them. They're 
currently still 11th in the standings, a half a game behind the Wizards, and tied with the Toronto Raptors. Uh, they are, what is that, a game and a half behind the Bulls at this point. Uh, and we're still a week and a half away from the All-Star break. So, uh, And and still, still uh, what, five days away from trade deadline? Yeah, deadline will be the 9th, so next Thursday. Uh, between now and then, the Pacers play Miami at Miami on a Wednesday. Then back home to face Phoenix on Friday. And then at the Washington Wizards on Saturday, February 11th. I'm trying to figure out how I can get myself to that game. Take Predictions the kid. Take the for this kid. week? Have the first first <laughs> first Pacer game. Well, it's tough because it's a, it's a 7 o'clock start. Oh. Which is yeah. basically his bedtime. So yeah. it's like... Doesn't quite work. Yeah, it's probably not going to happen. So, what if you do that thing like uh, you make them pull an all-nighter the night before or something like that? I don't know. <laughs> what do you do in college when you try to throw off your sleep schedule and try to make it work? Uh, have them sleep all day, you know. So keep them up the night before, have them sleep all day, and then take them to the game. It'll yeah, be great. I mean, this is uh, yeah, Joe. You know how it is. You talk to your kid and you just say, "All right, here's how you're going to sleep. All right, here's our yeah. plan," and they just do it. So yeah. This will work fine. That's gonna be good. <laughs> and then, and then, just caffeine, caffeine, caffeine. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I'll just give him whiskey all day in the morning, and then caffeine all night, and coffee all night. Yeah, it'll be great. You gotta, you gotta work the balance, though. You know, I mean, if if he's getting too jacked up, you might want to do an Irish coffee in there, you know, something like that. That's right. Or we could do some craft lemonade. Uppers and downers. Yep. Craft lemonade. Sure. Artisanal lemonade. This feels like a two-in-one week for me, guys. I feel like we dropped that Miami game. Miami's playing good ball right now. But I think we can take Phoenix and uh, the Wizards. At the Wizards, even though Kuzma loves eating us alive. I, I'm I'm gonna go, go one and two on this. They might have I mean, traded away their whole team by the time we play them on Saturday. That's that's so. true. That's true. I'm, I'm gonna go one and two. I still think Caliburton's knocking some rust off. Um, I have been really pleased by Miles Turner's uh, uh, workload since since he got his new uh, contract extension. He put up what twenty seven and ten in that Cleveland game. I think you mentioned um, that 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 Lakers game. Literally, we could not get a rebound unless he was on the floor, and I have never said that in my entire life. <laughs> like Miles Turner has always been a weak rebounder, but I mean he was he was going after it and and ripping down fierce important boards. Um, so hopefully that continues. Um, hopefully he's re-energized by his contract extension. I'm still thinking of one in two week though. Haters gonna hate. I think we're gonna we're gonna just take this down three zero. Who's who's uh who's gonna stop these guys? Don't answer that question. <laughs> um, the Heat, Suns, and or Wizards. Um, we got this. We got this. We want to take a, a you know strong. We're gonna take a strong uh, st- win streak into the the All Star break, and it's gonna start now. because um, it's it didn't start before. So it's got to start later. Yeah, and speaking of All-Star, um, this is our first podcast since we found out uh, officially that Tyrese Halliburton got named as an All-Star reserve. So Shout out. Well His deserved. first All-Star appearance. Yeah. 
And uh, we also learned that both Benedict Matherin and uh, the B is the silent B is for baller. Andrew Nimhard got named to the uh, Rising Stars game, so that's exciting. That's lots awesome. of Pacer represent representation. Yeah, I we all knew Matherin was going to make it. I mean, the kids up for Rookie of the Year and maybe Six Man, but uh, the fact that Nimhard made this this uh, roster uh, fantastic, super fun. And he's yeah. deserved it. I mean, he's, he's started most of the year and uh, playing like a, you know, guy's been in the league for a few years. So, and apparently, he should just play the Lakers every game. Like he just yeah. murders those guys. <laughs> he does. He had a huge clutch jump shot with like a few minutes left that kept this game in doubt. Um, yeah, just unafraid of the Lakers. <laughs> also, I'm I'm gonna go ahead and put this out there now. Um, rumors are out there that Buddy Heald's going to be invited to the three-point contest. Uh, whether he accepts it or not is a different thing. Uh, Damian Lillard is the only official um, person who is uh, going to the three-point contest as of recording. But I'm going to say by the time um, Thursday comes out, I think is when they announce those things. So so did you guys, speaking of the, the, the Halliburton All-Star stuff, did you catch any of this uh, uh, beef with uh, Wally Zerbiak? <laughs> Yes. <laughs> Zerbiak was like just so anti Halliburton, which didn't make any sense. And uh, he called him a wannabe fake all star. And I guess, you know, he was he was trying to uh, uh, pump up the uh, some of the Knicks players, which, you know, those guys are good Julius Randle and Jalen Brunson, but, you know, Halliburton is an all star. And uh, after after uh, the the announcement came out, he uh, Halliburton changed his picture to a picture of a to Wally Zerbiak on Twitter. So <laughs> I thought that was funny. That's very funny, and that makes yeah. me love Halliburton even more. Um, uh, I wish Harper was here for this, but uh, he and I spent. We lived in Minnesota. We went to, to college in Minnesota together, and we spent. An enormous amount of energy hating on Wally Zerbiak, so this is this is right in line. <laughs> so love yeah. uh, love us some Halliburton even more. So, yeah. the most confusing part of that story to me is not why Wally Zerbiak was hating on Halliburton, which is confusing in and of itself. But why is Wally Zerbiak a color commentator? Color commentator for the to the Knicks. For the Knicks. Yeah. Did he play there at some Did point? Did he play later? for the Knicks? He might. He might have later in his career he bounced around a lot um, but you think of him as a timber wolf right yeah yeah um i i, I can't remember I, I, I again i wish harper was here but i'm pretty sure kevin garnett punched him in practice at one point yeah but, but kevin garnett got... punched everybody in practice <laughs> that's true once. but zerbiak had a really punchable face still has one honestly no so let's see so i'm looking at zerbiak he played you know, Minnesota, Minnesota, a bunch. Played two years in Boston, a year in Seattle, and two in Cleveland. And that's it. He never played. Really? That's what's very confusing. Yeah. Huh. So, eight oh nine, he was ended his career in Cleveland. It's Wally World, baby. You could just pick yeah. your color commentary spot, Wally. Go wherever Apparently. you want. Carte Blanche. Color commentary right, spot team. sounds like something you should get looked at, you know? 
All right, team. Well, we'll be back with you on Thursday. Getting, uh, well, I don't think we mentioned it this show at all, but but uh, we're going to talk about the the you know you hear you heard it here last. You know, Kyrie Irving uh, got traded to the Dallas Mavericks, so we'll be what uh, talking talking about how both teams are going to implode, leaving the Pacers. Uh, a clear path to the finals if they can get to the play-in game. <laughs> That's the key. They can't be mathematically eliminated. Otherwise, can't help you there. Otherwise, you're just blowing right through the Nets yes. three times and then the yep. Mavericks in the finals. <laughs> Nets three times, yes. That's how that works. It's a new format. It's very convoluted. but Primed to get to the finals. Yep. Absolutely. Good. Well, we'll be back with you then. Until then, you can hit us up on the social medias on Twitter at Undebeatables, Facebook.com slash The Undebeatables. Our website is TheUndebeatables.com. There's a contact form there. You can use that to send us a message and email. Shout out at TheUndebeatables.com and at the website slash store. You can buy us medium t-shirt. For the architect, Donnie Walsh. And our once and always Hall of Fame coach, Bobby Sicklenard. Turn out the lights and party's over. Perfect. It's good to have you back. Yeah. Oh, you, 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 how have they just made it a job that you have to sing now? I'm not around. Know, we all just kind of like, everybody just stops and looks around at one another. <laughs> it's like a Mexican standoff. And then you always give in first. Yeah, basically. Because I feel like they used to rotate it sometimes. Or you guys used to you rotate it. I, it's mainly you, buddy. Yeah. Harper does. Hey, Joey, have you sung it? Yeah. I don't know. Oh, yeah, he's sung it a uh, few times. I know I've done some where there were... It was, Duets. Uh, yeah, like, I don't know that if I've done it solo. Mm. Also... We're going to make you do it next show now. You know that. I mean, I, I know by saying that, you know, I'm asking for it, but... <laughs> Did you know that on the players... I, I've never noticed this before, but on the players' pages on Basketball Reference, at the bottom, there's a there are frequently asked questions section. And you can get special questions answered, such as, is Wally Zerbiak in the Hall of Fame? <laughs> Answer. Wally Zerbiak is not in the Hall of Fame. <laughs> It'd be great if they responded with a, uh, let me Google that for you. Mean. <laughs> How many rings does Wally Zerbiak have? Wally Zerbiak has won zero championships. Man, don't waste a lot of mental energy on Wally Zerbiak, Joe. No, I'm just, just going down the. Uh, I feel like he's one of those guys. It's like, baby, it's just a color commentary spot. Don't worry about it. Ooh. <laughs> 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 I'll wear a condom. Sorry. Okay. Oh, man. <laughs> and oh, the show's over, huh? <laughs>